Laura. And I am Briar. And welcome to today's episode of Street Savoir a podcast about urban fantasy. Yeah, all right. So let's get right on into... Oh, before we begin, I just want to point out we are re- currently recording this episode on Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th! Oh yeah! And October! So shit's going down! Oh yeah, like my favorite day of the year possibly. I know, and, it, and it's October, so it makes it even better. It does. It's just like, it's the, like the moon is in alignment with the stars, I know, like, oh, and it, there's gonna be some kind of like supernatural thing that's gonna happen. I know, it, it, it's regrettable that it's not full moon tonight, but you know, what can you do? It wasn't. It if was, I was a supervillain, I would be like, "Fuck you, Moon," <laughs> and I would just. That's true. I would just be like, "We're gonna move the planet. I'm gonna use my magical sword thingy, the, the, or to, like, like move the planet." So it's a full moon. It's October. It's it's October thirteenth on the year two thousand seventeen, and like there's the full moon, and it's just and amazing. It, yeah. Or I would be like super lazy and just cut out a piece of cardboard and stick it over the sky and be like there <laughs> and people the would be like you just, you just stuck cardboard in the sky how did you do that <laughs> or you know what you could just like so you take a cardboard box poke a bunch of holes in it and then put a piece of paper that's shaped like the moon up in the cardboard box yeah it's like the reverse eclipse <laughs> reverse eclipse <laughs> and then and then just stick your head inside the cardboard box and just look up and be like ah yeah. The moon is so <laughs> lovely today. <laughs> All right. I feel so lovely. All right, so speaking mm, of full Smells moon. like a full moon. Speaking of full moons, we're going to be talking about a series that has a lot of werewolves in it. Yep. Because you can't really get away from werewolves in urban fantasy. Yeah, even though we did a whole episode <clears throat> talking about werewolves and vampires, sorry, you can't get away from them. We're going to talk about them some more. Um... So we're focusing on Patricia Briggs. Yeehaw! So Patricia Briggs <clears throat> has written both urban fantasy and like high fantasy books. Um, she kind of started off writing high fantasy books and then transitioned into urban fantasy when she was kind of like having a hard time with her books. Oh. I read this. She oh, was okay. like, she was having a she was writing. She was, like, feeling exhausted after writing the Raven du- oh. duology. Wasn't that her first book series? No. No, no, that one. Nope. Okay. And she was like, well, <clears throat> I could take a break, or I could just write something completely different. And she wrote, she wrote this wonderful series called Mercy Time. I mean, she didn't write the whole series, but it's not she, over. She was in, like, the Netflix of books. Right. <laughs> so so she wrote the first book in the Mercy Thompson series in this um in this, uh, in this funk, as she describes it, and it was great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We're only, we're only really talking about authors that we love in this podcast. Like, we're not, we might occasionally critique things, but they're still, like, in our opinion, the best of the best. Yeah, because we actually read their books versus authors we hate where we read one book and say, Jesus, fuck. Yeah. Or, for me, it's more like I'll read a page and I'll be like, nope. Yeah. So it doesn't feel authentic to talk about authors we hate because we maybe get through, like, a book and say, what the fuck, and then try and forget about it. Yeah. We yeah. can't really critique something that we just devoured one book and said, ugh, bleh. Yeah, it's not really, that's, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure, you know, other people will 
like oh we read this book because we wanted to suffer and then (laughs) it's true people do that (laughs) people do that because they're like we want to be authentic and i'm like i no good for you i i I choose to i choose to live (laughs) i choose to live (laughs) i choose to live um i'm I'm not doing any of that hunger games of volunteer bullshit yeah um you can can eat all the bad books you want (laughs) Just yum yum yum, bad book cookie monster. <laughs> rum, rum, rum. Um, yeah, but anyway, the point is these are good books, and yeah, that's why we that's why we look at them. Anyway, so yeah, but she's so she's written urban fantasy and uh, fantasy that's not urban. Um, but we've only read the urban fantasy books. Yeah. So um, and this is also an urban fantasy podcast. So even it, if we read. It makes more sense. Even if we've read the other ones, we're just going to focus on the urban fantasy ones. So, getting right down into it, the Mercy Thompson's books are a book series based around a character named Mercy Thompson. Yes. So, there are two two main series that she has in her urban fantasy. They're connected. uh, And they're connected, yeah. So, there's Mercy Thompson and there's the Alpha and Omega series. I just want to clarify for all the listeners out there, when they say Alpha and Omega, they're talking about this weird werewolf thing, you know, the fake-ass werewolf thing where this is how wolves work, right? Not that weird-ass Alpha Omega porn kink thing. The different, very different, please do not confuse, there's there's no, I, I will go into there's it. There's a what now? <laughs> oh man, never mind, Rule 37. You, you don't want to read it you'll just kind of look at it and go why would you do this unless you're into that i don't know i'm not gonna king shame but no no, no. i'm talking to you about you specifically you would go why oh, would you do this you could talk about these things without doing this okay because they, they're like we want to explore these weird ass themes and you just be like but people exist and this is not how people work you could just explore this okay yeah. this is all anyway just, just clarifying yeah so it's based off of the premise that there's alpha wolves who are the top wolves, and then, you know, there's beta wolves who are underneath the top wolves. <laughs> Damn it. I said underneath. Okay, well, they have a lower rank. They're not underneath. God, now you said, you said a weird geek thing, and, and now... Yes, the beta wolves are I mean, it doesn't help that some of the language about alpha wolves and beta wolves. Like, oh, oh yes, beta wolves are submissive. Nope. Okay. Nah. It's like... I'm gonna wait until you finish your tea, but it's like, it's like when, uh, oh, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, it's it's based off that premise. So, so, omega wolves, which exist outside of werewolf hierarchy, are special and magical. Yes, and that's 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 the. Anyway, um, so let's let's talk about Mercy Thompson series. It it begins with this book called uh, Moon Called, and it's a great series. So. The main character is Mercy Thompson. Unsurprisingly. Yes. Unsurprisingly, that's, yes. We, that's we, what the, the books yeah. are called. It'd be weird to be like, have a book series. It's like, this is the Dick Tracy series, and the main character is Margaret Atwood. And everyone's like, why is it the Dick Tracy series? <laughs> everyone's like, Margaret Atwood killed a guy named Dick Tracy in like the first book. And that's what we're naming the whole thing. <laughs> we're naming the whole thing after a dead guy. Dick Atwood. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay. I am proud of myself. I, anyway, I just, I'm just gonna restate what 
what I just said in my hysterical voice. I'm proud of myself for finding a dirty joke in that situation. I'm like, the pun master with dirty jokes. Oh, God. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, Mercy Thompson, she's a mechanic, So she and she's also a shifter who turns into a coyote. Um, so... She's one of the things about her backstory is that she's half white, half Native American because her father, who was this very mysterious guy who her mother was like, oh my god, this guy's great, died in like a car accident or something. Yeah. And so she never knew her father, and then when her mother gave birth to her and she was like this coyote baby, she's like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah, so she, she was like, I'm giving birth to a baby that's a human baby. And then, and then it came out, and she's like, oh, it's a human baby. And then one time she visits the crib, and she's like, that's not a human. It's a tiny little coyote. It's adorable, but I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, so um, uh, Mercy ends up being fostered by the head honcho werewolf, because in this world, uh, werewolves are out. No, not, not yet. At that point, not, yeah. Okay, so yeah. when she's, she's adopted by the, because I guess... Her mom knew werewolves and was like, hey, werewolf people, can you take care of my weird not-werewolf child? Yeah. And they were like, okay, so Mercy grows up with a bunch of werewolves and yeah. learns their culture and uh, then ends up moving away from them to start her own life and can't get away from werewolves. Oh, yeah. It's funny because she's just, she's like, I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm not gonna live with the werewolves because... And then, like, she li- moves to the Tri-Cities in Washington State, which is a real place, and she, the place she moves to, like, basically, she moves, she lives, like, right across from this complex of werewolves, and, <clears throat> and not like, only that, but, like, I guess the, one of the sons of the Maroc, so the Maroc is the, is the head honcho werewolf, so when we say head honcho werewolf, we mean, like, Super head honcho, like president of the president of the werewolves of the United States of America, or or kind of summarily, uh, grandfathered in dictator of the werewolves. That's probably yeah. It's probably, probably more accurate. Like, more like a no dictator. no one voted for him. Yeah, he was they, just like I'm the oldest, therefore, I'm the, the I'm leader. The leader, and everyone's like, I guess so. I mean, yeah. Um. So yeah. So she she moves. Into the Tri Cities, and she's like smack dab in front of this werewolf complex, and not only that, but like another werewolf, like one of someone she used to play with a lot when she was a younger kid, like is also followed her, like Sam, Sam, who was all his the Maroc's other son. Yeah, so he's he's one of the Maroc's sons, and he's a doctor. So um, she talks to this friend of hers, Sam. And then the leader of the werewolf complex, Adam, he's kind of, like, ornery. He's always like, get off my lawn! Like, get off my lawn. With your your car is ugly! Your car is ugly. Yeah, there's this, there's this uh, friction between Mercy and these werewolves in this new area. Because she's like, I just want to live my free life. And the werewolves are like, haha, no one's free. And she's like, I'm not, I'm a, not a werewolf! Leave I'm me alone! Werewolf. Leave me alone. <laughs> And they're like, but you shift into a coyote that's, like, the same. And she's like, it's not the same. And then they're like, it is the same. And then when and then when she's like, okay, it's the There's, same, they're like, no, it's different. So Yeah, they, they can't, they're very, they can't make up their minds. Yeah, it kind of reminds me, actually, of, like, her half, she's half white and half Native American. Um, so sometimes when you're, like, when you're biracial, like, you'd be like, I am part white. And the white people would be like, no. 
And then she's like, okay, I'll go to the Native American people. And they're like, you're too white. I don't know if this is specific for Native American people, it, but I've heard this is something I've that happens heard. with biracial people, is that they often experience that they'll be like, you're not white enough to be white, or you're not whatever other race enough to be that race. That, and that was, I mean, I feel like this came up as an issue because of Obama, so a lot more people are aware of that kind of tension, because Obama... Like, oh yeah, he's half white, right? And people were like, "You're," and people were picking, a, pitching a huge fit over whether he was half white or half black, right? And so <laughs> not black enough to be black, not white enough to be white, and he's like, "Ah, I, I just want to be president and fix things." Yeah, we're, I'm, uh, we're both white, so we don't actually have like a huge insight onto this issue. But I've read a lot, but but it doesn't really, it's not the same. Definitely yeah. Not so the same. um, I feel like that. Um, that's actually one of the reasons why I really like Patricia Briggs is because she researches a lot. So I think, I think, um, I think that this, that this tension of like being part werewolf or she being a shifter, but not shifter enough Mm -hmm. and like being not a shifter, but it feels relatable even though like, you know, we're, we're both white people. The closest thing that we can approximate to this is our weird cultural background bullshit which we won't get into um um but i think i think that was intentional like an intentional allegory Mm -hmm. like um so in the last podcast we mentioned that urban fantasy is not really a um it's not really an aspirational kind of thing like science fiction is but um i would say this is sort of directly confronting one of the societal it's, it's more grounded in a way where we can actually look at stuff in our world and critique it. Yeah, and I, I, I think that I really appreciate that. Makes it interesting. Yeah. I, I, it, it, it makes it, it's, it's fixed in something that we experience, like humans experience in, in the real world, and I, I think that's great. Um, Mercy also has a friend who is a vampire. And a friend who is fairy. Yes. She's fair. very she's yeah. very well connected. And so there's a whole bunch of cool stuff and her adventures. So um yeah, her her friend who's a vampire owns a mystery machine. Yes, he's he's a Scooby Doo fan. Yeah. He's like, let's watch movies and especially Scooby Doo, because I'm a right. chill vampire. Yeah. Let's talk about her second series. Yeah. So the two main characters are Charles and Anna. Um, Charles is one of the sons of the Maroc. We mentioned him. Super duper head honcho werewolf. Um, and his mother... He's also... Yeah. Yeah, he's also half Native American. Yeah. So his mother was from the Lakota Native American tribe. Yeah. Um, so he is an alpha werewolf. Um, and among all of the werewolves, he is kind of, has a nickname, the Enforcer. Yeah. So when shit goes bad in one of the werewolf packs, uh, the Maroc sends Charles to go fix it, um, however necessary. Sometimes it's like, I'm just going to shake my fist at you and say, bad werewolf, bad. But other times it's like, okay, like... Murder. <laughs> yes, murder. Because um, it's werewolves. Sometimes yeah. they fix things with murder. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, in, in our world. Ugh, um, uh, <laughs> uh, um, so I would, uh, yeah, mm, complicated. Uh, anyway, on on one of these trips, Charles meets Anna, 
So um, Anna was abused by her werewolf pack, and she's also an Omega Omega werewolf. She's super special, awesome, sparkle power, sparkle power, and yeah. So it's a it's a type of werewolf that's it's kind of like hierarchy. I don't respect you. I don't think so. And it just like completely messes up the their understanding of what werewolf hierarchy is. So so she'll come up to alphas and be like, hi, and they're like, oh hi, you're staring me in the eyes, but I don't. I'm not angry. Think you're adorable. And she's like, "Yep, my power is being adorable." <laughs> it's, it's the werewolf version of adorable, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um and it started off as actually a short story um in one in an anthology. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, "You know what? This short story deserves to be a book series. So, I'm going to do it." And she did. Cool things we like about these different series. They're very well researched. You, I mean, yeah. that's one of the things I respect about an author who's like, I will dig down and do my research so it doesn't seem fake. And and also, like, respectful. Like, she's, I think Pat, Patricia is, like, also a white person, and she chose to, like, want to make one of her main characters, like, Native American. Two of her main. Half Native American. Two of her, you know. Oh, yeah, two. Right, right. Charles. Yeah, so two of her, and she, she... She's very aware that white privilege is a thing, mm-hmm. and she's aware of, like, some problems that could happen of a white person just of being like, I'm just going to take these characters and write them. So, um, I think these characters avoid a lot of the problems that happen when white people just kind of be like, I'm just going to use this character for my purposes. Why don't I just take this character race and slap them in a book without examining any of the racial tensions that would happen with having this kind of thing? Yeah, so she doesn't do that. And, I mean, the they're also, like, not super stereotypical. Like, so... Um, I mean, what is a Native American stereotype? That's, like... Well, okay, so take take, for example, Wonder Woman... Um, you might think it's weird to have a Native American character named Chief, oh, for example. Yeah. Like that, probably that was kind of a I think, a weird choice. I think he actually chose that name. Oh, the the, the actor. actor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, but there's, you know, I mean, there's we still have, you know, a football team called oh, God. the Indians. The, um, do you mean the Reds? The Redskins? That horrible. Right, so wait. Okay, that, that, that's I, I think, what they're called. And they're like, we don't tolerate racial slurs in our yeah. Redskins stadium. And everyone's like, sorry, what stadium? What yeah. stadium is this? Is it there? I feel like there's, an, there's like, there's a, maybe there's a baseball team called the Indians. And then there's like a, a NFL team called, the, it, it still happens. And it's ridiculous. It, yeah. Um, <clears throat> just disband the whole team. I, that would make me happy. Or just call it something else. Just call it something like, else. Like, just change it. Like, we already know that it's an offensive thing. Just call them the Angry Puppies. Yeah, Angry Puppies would Why? be a way better name. Way better. Super way better Like, name. there's so many names. Like, or the Mayo Squad. The Mayo Squad? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many? That would, that would be better, too, I <laughs> like, think. Like, I'm pretty sure the majority of the team is white anyway. <laughs> Mayo Squad. <laughs> okay, well, that's... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if like mayonnaise is particularly threatening. I don't know. Well, okay, never mind. I, I I'm just, I'm just thinking about like cholesterol and like, 
yeah, mayonnaise can be terrifying because of cholesterol and yeah, it's and, it's bad cholesterol. Yeah, like there's good. Anyway, I really like the characters. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, she she researches everything. She's aware of the concepts of privilege mm-hmm. and like intersectionality, and so the characters don't feel like they're cheap. Like it doesn't feel like she's just using it in order to like tokenized people it feels like they're real people and they do yeah yeah unlike some authors where you're just like you shouldn't be writing this character yeah uh so i i think that's great that she yeah really researched um in addition yeah in addition to the you know the great depth of research and knowledge that seems to be in this book mercy's also fucking classy right so so the main character mercy was like studied history in college and um and it shows in the books that probably Patricia also may, may have may, studied may history. Have history nerd. Yeah, so she, yeah, so she, she'll just randomly be like, oh, let's talk about the 1300s because I'm a history major. And me, my nerdy self, I'm like, oh, yeah, history. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's mischievous and uh, I love that, you know, one of her passive aggressive stabs at the werewolves were like everything must the werewolves are like everything must be in order everything must be pristine and she's like here's my shitty car and i'm gonna put it in your like right across from your lawn and you will have to look at it every day because it's i'm a mechanic and just because it doesn't look nice doesn't mean it's a bad car it is a bad car but i'm poor (laughs) like yeah like I can't afford super lexus cars because you're crazy rich werewolf people yeah Um, Werewolves have this thing about affluence in this world. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because, like, I think a lot of the times when you have werewolves pitted against vampires, it's usually, like, the vampires are the rich ones and the werewolves, the werewolves are not. shit in the woods. Yeah. But that's not true in this world. Every world is different, and that's another thing that I really appreciate. She's not, like, let's just use the same tropes that everyone uses. Yeah, because, like, werewolves actually have a sort of semblance of immortality in this universe. Like, Bran, who's, like, what, a millennia old or something? I don't know. He's ridiculously old. But he smiles. He's so cheerful. He's so smi- he's, he's, so, like, he's like, I'm I a am, serene, serene witch man. I am so smiley and adorable. You would never guess you would never that guess I am your dictator. That I'm... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in addition to, like, in addition to Mercy being, like, mischievous, um, she's also like, okay... Let's do this thing. We're going to do it. And the action is really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The action's really well done. Um, so Anna, I, I really like the character Anna because I feel like she's so different from a lot of... Other like, werewolves. Well, yeah. So she's different from other werewolves, but I think she's very different from a lot of... Uh, urban fantasy protagonist Mm -hmm. so a lot of urban fantasy protagonists are like take no shit uh just you know i'm going to like shoot everything you know and anna her personality like her in a lot of them are kind of grim but anna's just like my superpower is being adorable (laughs) like, (laughs) like my superpower is being friendly and cute and adorable and it's so and confusion like, Anna cast confusion, and it was very effective. It was very effective. Um, uh, there's actually, like, a, a friendliness Pokemon ability. Yeah. Charm. 
she's she's basically werewolf charm. Werewolf charm. Where, where the enemy is less likely to attack you or be friendly. Yeah. yeah. Or they would be friendly with you. Which is, and it turns out, like, it's great for when uh, Charles goes out on these missions because Charles is, like, an alpha werewolf and he's like, I'm super alpha. And then he goes meets the other alphas and the other alphas are like, I am also alpha. We must fight. And, but, the, but he's, like, super alpha. Yeah, so, like, he, so, so he's like, There's this if huge. you try to fight me, you'll just end up dead. And then Anna comes along. She's like, "Hi!" And then the other werewolf is the other alpha werewolf is like, "You're adorable. I must protect. Like, (laughs) (laughs) must protect." Yes. Yeah. Since we did mention we like critique, uh, what's something that you're just like, hmm? Um, it's you know I can't think of one. Well. Uh, I don't know. I, then you I'll, go. Okay, so one thing that kind of bothers me is the whole the wolf identity is a separate identity from the other person's identity thing. Oh, yeah. Because then you have things where Bran is dating a woman he doesn't actually love. Yeah. That, that's kind of a weird... It's, it's this weird sort of, like, how can the wolf be some... I guess it kind of... It makes sense in a way because there's this like, oh, if we're going to go with this whole werewolfiness as an, as an affliction, and then there has to be some sort of compensation for being healing super fast and doing super strong without going to mad murderous rampages every month. You have to have this sort of weird other thing inside you that kind of makes decisions you don't agree with or, or things you don't necessarily understand. And sometimes that affects their love lives. Yeah. Which is awkward. Because yeah. they're like, oh yeah, my wolf approves of you. I'm like, well, what about you? Do you like this person? Is it, Are you making this decision independently of your wolf? It, you know, it, it sometimes it feels like that moment in the fifth Harry Potter book where he's like, hi, Ginny, lying inside his chest roars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, honest, honestly, like, it does <clears throat> I guess it's weird, but I, I, it's not something I would critique. I suppose, I suppose. like it's it's an in, to me it's more like it's interesting. Um, I I can't say that it, I would critique it. Like I don't to me it doesn't feel weird. Mm-hmm. It's it's like kind of weird, but you know werewolves are kind of weird. Like I suppose that's true. Um, so I I wouldn't really critique it. Um, I, I guess so. It it's it's just one of those things where maybe I'm not critiquing, but it just sometimes I don't like it. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think things that I would say, like, the... So the author is very aware that the social hierarchy of the werewolves is weird. Like, she never... She's she's never like, yes, this social hierarchy is amazing. It makes perfect sense. Especially because, uh, you know, her main character exists outside of it. Right. And, and then in her second series like Anna also exists outside the hierarchy so like I think there there are other urban fantasy books where they're like we have a hierarchy it makes sense it works and we have no idea that that we're talking about something that exists in real life and uh and we're reinforcing negative stereotypes like Patricia Briggs is totally fully aware of all of the things so I get this is again it's not a critique um it's it's, she's fully aware that these are kind of weird yeah. um, hierarchies. And that's why she goes out of her way to, like, fuck them up. 
just Mercy Thompson comes over and she's like, yeah, we're just gonna fuck up these hierarchies. And then, like, Anna comes over and she's like, we will fuck over these hierarchies. (laughs) Oh, yes, because I'm adorable and no hierarchy is higher than the power of cuteness. Like, so, I mean, it's not, that's not, it's not cuteness. It's, like, friendliness and, like, being nice. So, yeah, so, and and I think there are, there are times in the series where, like, there is that tension of, like, okay, this is a hyper-masculine thing, and it doesn't make sense that it's hyper-masculine. And Patricia Briggs definitely is, like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. She's not, like, oh, yes, I'm just going with it. She's, like, no, it it, it does not make sense. And, yeah. And, and, um... Honey. Right, right. Her, her, um... There's one character who, she's a side character named Honey, who um, is married to a wolf who is not very high on the wolf hierarchy. Um, so I guess their family derives their hierarchy and rank from him. Yeah, but she's like, she herself is actually like super alpha. Super alpha. Um, and looks like Madonna could kill you with a, with just fucking ripping but her but her husband is like not an alpha wolf and so there are a lot of thing times in the hierarchy where like they do things in a way that's consistent with being not alpha um because her husband is not alpha and mercy's always just like this is wrong this makes no sense like i hate this like she doesn't get along with honey either but she's like this is fucking stupid right this is so um and i yeah, it's not a critique. It's something I love about the series. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I think that yeah, just about covers our review. So, we have a prompt for you today. Oh, yes. So, if you are interested in writing something, we have a prompt for you. Supernatural Olympics. Who would win? Do it like full shonen manga. Like... What kind of sports events would be at a Supernatural Olympics? Who would do what sports? Would certain Supernatural entities have, like, advantages in certain sports? Or would it, would there be some some effort to make an even playing field? Like, vampires could obviously ice skate because it's not real water. Yeah, or... Yeah, so you could do it full-on, like, serious shonen manga, or you could do it, like, hilarious shonen manga. I still... My favorite shonen manga is still, like, the one about making bread. <laughs> it's called, like, pan. Yakitake pan. Hitake pan. Yaki, and they're just, yaki, like, pan. Or something we're like making bread! Ah! <laughs> it's so macho! <laughs> competitive bread. Competitive bread making. Um, it's so good. Um, totally not the topic. But anyway, <laughs> that is our prompt for you. Signing off. Bye. Hi, thanks for listening to that episode of Street Savile Fay. We are on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. If you're interested in any of the topics which we discussed, I included some links in the description so you can check them out on your own time. We're also on Facebook. You can find our group at Street Savile Fay. That's S-T-R-E-E-T-S-A-V-O-I-R-F-A-E. Bye!